Will should have seen it coming. He had been trained at the embassy. Watch out for the signs. She was far too sexy, sophisticated, and smart to be interested in someone like him. Red flags. What would the ambassador think? He had personally recommended him for the role. It was a junior role at the embassy in Singapore, but nonetheless a plum assignment for a fresh doctoral graduate. He should have seen it coming. So obvious. It's the oldest spy trick in the world. The classic honey trap. Hi, my name is Cheek, a film and TV writer, director, and wine enthusiast with a diploma in wines and spirits and a certified sommelier qualification. Wine is arguably the only drink on this planet that can inspire love, hate, snobbery, fear, insecurity, wonder in just one sip. It can also be intimidating for those who are curious to know more about it. So combining my twin love of storytelling and wines, I am on a mission to make wines easier to understand and appreciate. One tongue-in-cheek story at a time. And what better genre to start this mission than a spy mystery? A parody of a spy mystery to be exact. And on that note, please remember that besides the wine information in this podcast, names, location, and anything that sounds real are purely a work of fiction. Like wine, it shouldn't be taken too seriously. I hope you enjoy the story and in the process, also find out a bit more about wine. Now, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you like it. Forget Geneva, Berlin or Shanghai. Singapore was the place to be if you were an international spy. For centuries, this port city has harbored pirates, traders, political refugees, revolutionaries and financiers alike. The English colonialists ran their spies, or rather opium trade, from Singapore as they sipped expensive teas from China amidst ramshackle huts and sampans. These days, spies practice high-level trade craft amidst gleaming skyscrapers and supercars as they sip expensive wines from Burgundy. Nishimura Ryohei, or just call me Ryo, and that's Ryo as in Rio de Janeiro, 29 years old, was proud of his achievements. He had a doctorate in Asian history from Georgetown University, urbane and fluent in English, which many of his colleagues were not and had a plum posting in the city that his peers in Tokyo would die for. However, he didn't get there solely by merit. His family had called in a favour from an old friend, who happened to be the ambassador of Japan in Singapore, to land him a junior researcher role in the politics department. Now, his job was simple. Collect any relevant publicly available information, or as they say, open-source intel of interest to the Japanese government on its host country. Easy peasy. He had been overjoyed to go to Singapore until he landed in a silent city in the midst of the first COVID lockdown. But all was not lost. The embassy had put Rio up in a sweet studio apartment on the 51st floor of the swanky sail at Marina Bay, with an insta-worthy view of the Marina Bay and the iconic Marina Bay Sands. 
The first month flashed by quickly, but by the second month, Rio was restless and bored. Now he did what any young person would resort to in such a situation: online dating. He did extensive research and was careful which which app he used. The embassy had given all employees training about falling prey to spies while using these dating apps. For the men, a special warning about the oldest spy trick in the world: the honey trap. Attractive women suddenly taking interest in you? Definitely a red flag. Rio settled on Fumble, the app of choice within the diplomatic community. He signed up and excitedly swiped right on a dozen profiles. To his surprise, Japanese soft power was strong in the city, and his phone didn't stop buzzing. It helped that he was a Japanese diplomat, well, kind of a diplomat, who was also fluent in English. He went on a prolific number of dates with women of all nationalities. He marvelled at the bevy of babes of various nationalities in Singapore. It was like the United Nations came to town. He also quickly realised that women in the city, both younger or older, preferred wine over the more affordable highballs that he was used to. Rio started to get worried. Rio was a multi-layered human being, but there was one defining character trait with this man. He was extremely cost-conscious, or as his friends at work label him, "catchy real," or "stingy real" in Japanese. Lucky for him, working at the embassy had its privileges. One of the best perks: real could buy all sorts of alcohol at a steep discount. Singapore was an expensive city to get drunk in. Real's apartment was stacked to the ceiling with cartons of Asahi beer, soju, and Jacob's Creek wines. He was happy to see how much money he saved while still living like an international player. Whenever possible, he had his dates by the apartment's pool and brought his own alcohol. So much cheaper! It was an ordinary Monday afternoon, and Rio was combing through online newspapers looking for interesting intel for his weekly report when his cell phone buzzed. Little did he know then that this innocent fumble alert. Was going to change his life forever. He clicked on the alert, and his eyes popped wide open in shock. Jing, a 27-year-old stunner from Shanghai, doing her final year doctorate thesis in Southeast Asian history at the National University of Singapore, had said yes to a meetup. Rio checked and double-checked the alert. He was not mistaken. She had agreed to meet. He quickly studied her profile again. Multilingual PhD student, wine lover. Rio froze. A worrying thought flashed across his mind. This could turn out to be an expensive date. He quickly shrugged it off. For such a stunner, worth it. She ticked all the right boxes anyway. Tall, good-looking, with a classic Chinese face, plus a lover of history just like him. What else can be better? He quickly replied and suggested a meetup that Friday itself, and surprisingly, Jing replied in the positive almost instantly. Rio was overjoyed, and then as quickly he got worried again. She loves wines. That's the first line on the profile. But all those wine places in Singapore are so expensive. Rio's mind went into hyperdrive. What would be an affordable place to set a good first impression, and yet not blow his carefully worked-out dating budget for the month? 
after much careful research and internal struggles and wanting to reply to Jing before the momentum was lost, Ryo decided to throw caution to the wind and go a full 10% above his usual date budget. Big step. He messaged Jing and suggested they meet at the Box Wine Club at Boat Key. He was confident that Jing would be suitably impressed by his choice as this was the poshest branch of the popular wine chain restaurant in Singapore. He waited for her response eagerly. The reply came only six hours later, just before Rio was about to give up hope. Good news, she was still keen to meet, but suggested another spot instead. A Chinese restaurant strangely named Dangle at the Tradecraft Hotel at the corner of Orchard Road and Tanglin Road. Rio was so excited that he just agreed to it immediately. He had never heard of the restaurant or noticed the hotel even though it was right round the corner from the embassy. It must be expensive. Just a fleeting thought that Rio swiped away quickly. On Friday, Rio could hardly focus at work. He faked a fever and left work after lunch to rush home and get ready for the date. He arrived at the Tradecraft Hotel a full hour early. Rio had tried to dress like he did not try too hard to dress casually, in a red and white floral Hawaiian shirt and beige cargo pants ensemble. The Tradecraft Hotel looked old, but smelled recently refurbished. It was quiet and discreet with low tasteful lighting and many discreet corners in the hotel lobby. He sat down on the sofa at one of these corners and casually scanned around. There was an old cigar shop with a steady stream of customers. They looked like regulars as they were greeted warmly by an older lady at the counter and discreetly handed neatly packed packages. Cigars, Rio assumed. There were also many military-looking guys in their bus-cut hairstyles milling about, talking loudly in distinct American accent. There were two other groups of people sitting at the lobby, a Caucasian man in suit having coffee with an Asian woman and three Middle Eastern-looking men in another corner. It could have been a scene out of an old spy movie like Casablanca, Rio had thought with a smile. Catchy Rio stepped into the Dangle restaurant 15 minutes before the appointed time. He was being led to his table when he saw that a stunning woman was already seated there. The world suddenly slowed down. Rio could only hear his own excited breathing as he walked towards her. She had a steady gaze on him as if studying his every move. Rio tried to adjust his floral Hawaiian shirt casually but was mesmerized at Jing's fingers, tucking a few stray strands of silky black hair behind her ear. She was dressed in a simple cream-colored short summer dress that accentuated her supple, tan skin. Jing spoke confidently as she stood up to greet Rio. Rio was so shocked at Jing's confident manner and perfect Japanese that he could only manage a half-assed bow and a barely audible before stumbling to his seat. Jing flashed a kindly smile that put Rio at ease, somewhat. Do I call you Rio, hey? Uh, just call me Rio. Rio? As in R-Y-O? Uh, no, no, Rio as in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, cool. Is that because you or your family have connections with Brazil? Rio hesitated. Uh, no, I just thought it sounded cool. Jing threw her head back and let out a hearty laugh. Got it, got it. I think it's cool too. Uh, really? 
And yes, I do. We were fixated a smile at Jing for a very long second. Um, shall we order some food? Oh, yes, 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 sure, sure. Um, anything you don't eat? Ryo almost blurted out. Anything that costs more than $15, please? But managed to hold his tongue. Uh, your, your, your recommendation, please. Negashimas. She smiled and lifted her hand to attract the attention of an elegant older gentleman dressed smartly in a dark navy-coloured suit. He sauntered over and started talking to Jing like old friends. Ryo wasn't sure what language they were conversing in. Sounded like a Chinese dialect, but not quite. Jing pointed at Ryo and the older gent smilingly looked at him and they both laughed a little. Ryo was starting to feel a bit self-conscious. And then they started speaking in French. Confirm, he was totally out of his depth. The conversation was over in about three minutes, but it was an eternity for Ryo. Sorry, the owner of this restaurant, Uncle Qian, is Shanghai News too. Ah, so, so that was Shanghai News you were speaking. I was so confused. Yes, it's a unique language. Um, how many languages do you speak? Five. Ryo's eyes widened. Awkward silence. Um, you, you learn French in Shanghai? No, France, at the MBA campus of Essex, and in Parisian wine bistros. As if on cue, Uncle Chien brings over a bottle of wine, and in a few practice moves, open it and fill their wine glasses. He smiled and exchanged a few words in Shanghainese with Jing, and discreetly left. It was a white wine, that much Rio was certain of. However, unlike the other white wines that he had drank before, this wine exuded a heady aroma of white flowers. It hung mysteriously in the air with another distinct fragrance that Ryo cannot seem to place. Jing swirled her glass. Ah, white flowers, almonds. Hato! Almonds, right? That's it. I was wondering what that was. Yes, distinct characteristic of the Viognier grapes in France. However, this wine has two other grapes varieties, the Marsan and the Roussan. The, the, the Maru... Oh, sorry, I, I nerded out there. I just named some white grape varieties of Northern Rhone. Don't, don't worry about the names, just, just enjoy it. This is really delicious. Gorgeous, isn't it? It is like walking into a fruit orchard in late spring with bright fruits on the trees, some rotting on the ground, mingling with blooming wild white flowers with bees buzzing about collecting honey. Rio stared at Jing dumbfounded. Nobody had ever described wine so aptly to him before. He could almost see and smell this fruit orchard. Rio watched Jing's every move and realized that he had taken gulps instead of sips of the wine and quickly adjusted. Another surprise. He could somehow taste more flavors. Ripe pears and honey flavors jump up at him. He leaned back into his chair, closed his eyes, and let all the flavors and aromas permeate his entire being. And now he smiled. Suddenly, his eyes popped wide open. Smile wiped from his face in a flash. Oh crap, how much is this bottle of wine? It must be at least $100. People in Singapore have so much money. Uh, are you okay? Rio snapped back to reality. Jing was looking at him worriedly. 
Ah, yes, está ayúdes. Comienza. Just enjoying this amazing wine. I have never tasted anything like it and never heard anyone describe the wine as well as you did. Ah, oh, thank you. Awkward silence. Beads of sweat gathered on Rio's forehead. Ah, uh, must be expensive, right? Is it a grand cru or something? Jing laughed that sexy, alluring laugh again. Does it taste like a grand cru? <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know. It just doesn't taste like the wines I usually drink. Well, it is not a Grand Cru, and it's not expensive in the world of French wines in Singapore. I can get this direct from the suppliers at about maybe $40 a bottle. $40 Singapore dollars? Yes. Really? How can such an affordable wine be so yummy? Yes, yummy. They both laugh. Well... Not all expensive wines are yummy and not all affordable wines are not yummy. This wine, for example, is a Côte du Rhône, or basic wine from the Rhône area of France. But not all are this yummy. Jing paused as if to make sure Rio understood what she said. You want to know a trick? Uh, a magic trick? Kinda. It is trick to find the best price performing wine. Or cheap and good, as they say in Singapore magic to Rio's ears. How to spot a cheap and good wine? Of course, he nodded enthusiastically. Know the good producers. There are many well-known winemakers from Grand Cru areas who are making wines in the less well-known wine areas of France. They are super well-made and sometimes taste as good as Premier Cru wines at a fraction of the price. Jing was on fire when she talked about wines. You can see the passion in her eyes and that energy captivated and grabbed real. This is a bottle of the Côte de Rome Blanc 2019 by Jean-Luc Jamet. He makes some top wines in Northern Rhone and some happy everyday drinking wines like this one. The important thing to note is that the farming, harvesting and winemaking methods are similar with his top wines. It must be hard getting all this information, eh? Or just Google it. Or if you're interested in wines or drink wines, then getting some wine education doesn't hurt, right? There's so much information available online these days, both good and bad. So the little wine education that I had really helped me filter out all the bullshit. For me, it is crazy to see someone pay a lot of money for a bottle just because a famous person rated it highly. Sorry, too much information. No, 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 not at all. Your turn, Rio. Uh, I don't know about wines at all. No, no, no. Tell me more about what you do. I'm just a low-level policy researcher. I collect publicly available information about politics, economy, or policy about Singapore and countries in the regions that I think would be of interest to the ministry in my weekly reports. Now, these reports... Rio caught himself. Uh, sorry, I... Don't want to bore you with mundane stuff. Oh no, no, please tell me. I'm a history and policy otaku. Jing said with a smile. Rio demurred. He smiled broadly and launched off to tell his dates all the details about his job. Jing listened intently as food and more wines were served. They spoke long into the night and when it was time to pay for the bill, Jing automatically offered to split it rather than waiting for him to foot the entire bill like the other dates have done. Now, best part of the night, for real? Besides meeting Jing, of course. The bill was surprisingly affordable. Only 12% above his intended budget. 
The next two months were a blur for Rio. He would dutifully go to work, did all the mundane stuff and look forward to the moments he met up with Jing, usually on a Thursday. Jing disliked the weekend crowd and believed that the food and service quality dropped in restaurants. So on weekends, Rio took the opportunity to invite Jing over to his swanky apartment at the sale at Marina Bay. He had by now a regular wine supplier recommended by Jing and had stocked up on her favourite wines. She was happy. They got closer and the time they spent at his apartment was magical. Jing was gorgeous, smart and most importantly for Rio, she was also a great listener. He could freely tell her about his personal and professional problems. She gave him her full attention. Rio was living his dream. A steady job in a futuristic green city. And a super hot girlfriend who also happened to be cost conscious. Perfect. Rio was thinking about this and smiling to himself as he walked back from lunch one day. It was a typical sunny tropical day and Rio was enjoying the shade from the sumptuous trees on Orchard Road when he passed by the Tradecraft Hotel. He smiled. This was where I had my first date with Jing. Ah, Arigato Hotel. Thank you, Dango Restaurant. Thank you, Uncle Chen. Arigato old dusty cigar shop with the mysterious Mama-san handing out packages discreetly to your regular customer. Thank you, dimly lit lobby, littered with people from all nations whispering to each other. Thank you, Interpol officers and American servicemen and possibly spies whom I know stay in this hotel when they visit in Singapore. Suddenly, Rio stopped. Drops of sweat started rolling down from his temples. His lips trembled. His hands grew cold and his chest felt heavy. He thought he was going to black out. Oh my god, oh my god, how did I not see it? I was trained to recognize the signs. Singapore is the new international hotspot for spies after all, and I was constantly reminded to be alert. How did I not see it? All the signs were so obvious. Why would a super hot, smart Chinese PhD student in history be interested in someone like me? Why would someone like Jing be so interested in my boring work and monthly reports to my bosses in Tokyo? How did I not see it? It's the classic honey trap. 